to the $100 MBA show. And today is a Q&A weekend's episode where we answer your question right here on the show. If you have a question you want to ask, just email us over at support at businessrepublic.net. As always, I'm your host, your coach, your teacher, Omar Zenholm. I'm also the co-founder of the $100 MBA, a complete business training and community online over at 100mba.net. Check out our free guides. We've got five free guides to help start your business. We also have a free seven-part video course on idea validation and make sure that you nail your business idea. Also, completely for free, comes with a workbook. Just check us out over at 100mba.net to grab those. Today's Q&A weekend question comes from Carrie, and Carrie asks, how do you choose the books that you read? A very interesting question, Carrie, and I'm happy to share it with you. I actually have like a three-point system or three ways I actually choose a book to read. For those who are just tuning in, I am a huge, huge lover of reading. I love reading a great book that could help me as an entrepreneur, as a business owner. I don't read as much fiction as maybe I should. Most of the books I read are nonfiction because I love reading things that can help me. So let's keep it to nonfiction in today's episode, books that can help you in your business. How do I choose them and how you can use this system to help you choose the books that you should read next. Can't wait to get into this one, guys. So let's get down to business. Today's episode of The $100 MBA Show is sponsored by Acuity Scheduling, our favorite scheduling app out there. I've tried them all, and Acuity is the best. It's super, super simple, not only for you, but the people that are booking you for your time. You just give them your link, and they can book you right on your calendar in seconds. Try out Acuity Scheduling for free for 45 days over at acuityscheduling.com slash MBA. Again, that's acuityscheduling.com slash MBA. All right, so how do I choose the books that I read? Very cool question. So there are three ways I do this. The first way I choose a book is through recommendations, personal recommendations from friends, from people that are in the industry with me, from recommendations that I hear on podcasts. So you might hear a recommendation of a book here on the $100 MBA show through our must-read episodes. So that's an example of how I get book recommendations through other podcasts, guests on other shows that say, hey, I read this book, it was great, and they recommend it to the listener. But again, like I said, I also get a lot of recommendations from friends. I mentioned in a previous episode that I have an Evernote document on my phone that's synced on my computer for book recommendations that I hear when I'm out with friends, when I'm talking to people, or maybe people that are online. If somebody tells me that I trust, that I am friends with, that has similar tastes to me, say, hey, you should read this book. For example, I got into Ryan Holiday's books, The Obstacles Away and Growth Hacker Marketing, through a friend, Jason Zook. He told me that, you know, these books are pretty good. You check them out. You preferred one over the other, but I read both and they really resonated with me. So recommendations, keep your ears open. Make sure you have a way to jot them down either through Evernote or on your phone or if you have a notepad or something. Just make sure that you document a recommendation because if you don't write it down, you're not going to have a way to remember it or refer back to it when it's time to buy a book. Number two, the second way I choose books is through research. I actually go and dig deep. Now, some of you know that I'm a big Kindle reader. I love my Kindle. I just find it easy to read books on it. I can have hundreds of books right on it, and I can travel with it easily. It's pretty cool. And one of the things about Amazon is that there are lots of lots of reviews on all different kinds of books. And I love reading customer reviews. I think they're one of the best things that came out of the internet. You get to read what people like, don't like about the book, and it allows me to figure out if this book is going to be for me. 
I often like to read three-star reviews rather than the five-star reviews or the one-star reviews. I always question, you know, extremes. Three, four-star reviews are great to read because people will mention, you know, why it's not five stars. They'll say what they like and don't like. And often the things they say they don't like or that bothered them, I'll read them and say, oh, that's not that bad. I'm going to pick up this book. So with Amazon, with Kindle, they actually recommend books that you may like, depending on the books you already bought and you read. So I usually read those first. I'll read those reviews first and check those out. I'll also just dig deep into the, you know, into the actual category, business and money, and, and take a look at management and say, hey, what are the books that are out there? What are the new books? What are some of the books with the best ratings? So I might sit maybe, you know, once or twice a month and read reviews for a half hour. It's actually pretty cool. It's actually pretty fun. And I just add it to my wish list or I just order it right there. Again, with Kindle, it's super easy. You just click a button and it's on your device. It's a little too easy. But hey, I always say books are a good investment, so you can't really waste money on books. So that's the second way I actually choose the books I read. The third way is I often like to buy books from authors I love reading. So there are authors that I just buy their books based solely on the fact that I had a great experience with a book before. So Seth Godin is a good example of this. I also mentioned Ryan Holiday. I read any book that he writes. You know, these books are well-written. They're to the point. They suit my style. Michael Port's another example. Book Yourself Solid is a great book, and so was Steal the Show. So I know the author is solid. And I just love reading their writing. I feel like they're talking directly to me. And this is just something I recommend. If you read a book and you really love it, take note of the author and take a look at other books that they've written. Or be on the lookout for their new books that come out. You know, join their mailing list so you can be in the know. I also use this formula for books I didn't enjoy. If I read a book, and this happens, you know, happens more often than I would like, where I read a book and realize, uh, I really didn't love it. Really didn't love it. Maybe I wish I didn't read it. Maybe it was a little bit of a waste of time, but I'm sure I learned a few things, but it wasn't as enjoyable. And I probably will make a mental note or maybe even take a physical note, write it in my Evernote, don't buy a book from this author again. <laughs> And that's just my own preference. I don't want to read a book from this author because it just doesn't resonate with me. Their style, their approach to business, whatever it is. And this one's tougher than the first one because I have to be objective because I read books often one after another. And sometimes when you read a book that's really well written, that really speaks to you, that has great content, great value, and then you read another book that probably is pretty good, maybe not as well written, it kind of gets tainted because you're coming off such a great book your expectations are super high, you're kind of like, oh, this book's kind of weak. When actually, when if you read that book on its own, or maybe not after you read this great book, you would have thought, this book's pretty good. So you got to kind of step away from it and realize that, hey, maybe there is value in this book. And sometimes when I'm starting to read a book and I feel that way, I kind of put a bookmark on it and come back to it later, maybe maybe next month or something like that. All in all, those are the three major ways I choose the books I read. I got a couple more tips I want to share with you, but before that, let me give love to today's sponsor, Ruby Receptionist. On the show, we talk about how important your customer's experience is. What's your customer's experience when they call your business? Is it a wow experience? Does it make them love you even more? You see, the truth is, all those answering services are the same. In order to truly wow your customers, to wow your callers with the best service possible, you got to check out Ruby Receptionist. These people are amazing. They're a virtual receptionist service with a five-star Yelp rating whose dedicated staff has been handpicked for their outstanding people skills. Just forward your existing business phone number to Ruby's super-friendly team of professionals and prepare to be amazed. 
Ruby's advanced calling system ensures your receptionist knows the details about your callers and your business before answering. They'll think the receptionist is right next to you, in the same room, in your office. Instead, they're in Ruby's state-of-the-art facility in Portland, Oregon. This is like having a model full-time employee for the fraction of the cost. Ruby is extremely affordable. There's only one way to guarantee callers a five-star experience, and that's with Ruby. Hurry to callruby.com slash business and get free activation a $95 value. That's callruby.com slash business. Guys, to wrap up today's lesson, I always say, like I said before, books are a great investment. You really can't go wrong. Sometimes you're going to choose books that just are not as great as you expected, and that's okay. I always try to read a book at least 30% through, and if I'm not enjoying it, if I'm not getting anything out of it, if I feel like, uh, it's not that great, I don't waste my time. I just stop reading it. I don't have to finish it. And I move on to a book that really grabs me. Usually, I could tell if I'm going to fall in love with a book by the first, I say, five to six pages. So if you do choose a book that is just not really resonating with you, you know, I say give it a good shot, 30% through, even 25% is really kind of enough. If it's still not saying anything to you, still don't feel like it's a great book, you're kind of struggling through it, let it go. You don't have to, you know, go through it. Pick up another book and it's okay. How much money have we spent on bad movies? It's okay. The point is, is that you're reading and you're learning and you're also learning what books resonate with you, what books really, uh, you know, have an effect on you. And also there's a little hidden benefit that I didn't discuss today. Reading really makes you a better communicator, makes you a better writer. It improves your tastes in literature. I know that sounds a little bit high end, but it does. You start to realize that, hey, you know, what I thought was good before isn't as good as it is now, meaning that your taste is refining. And as a writer, you're going to start writing better because you will not, you know, settle for something that you wouldn't read yourself. The point here is, is that use a system. You can use my system to choose books. Choose a book. Go for it. If you love it, great. If you don't, move on. All right, guys, that wraps up today's lesson. I hope you loved it. Tomorrow, we got a great lesson just like every day. So make sure you hit subscribe so you get it automatically. You wake up in the morning and it's right on your device, ready to go. All right, guys, before I go, I want to leave you with this. Remember that audio is an option. If you are too busy or you're at the gym or, you know, maybe reading is something that you uh, fall asleep to, then go with an audiobook. You know, Audible is a great option. Uh, Audible has been a sponsor on the show. They give uh, a freebie. You can get a free book from Audible by just going to audible.com slash MBA. But keep that in mind. Audiobooks are an option if you just are not a reader for some reason. Uh, it's just not something that you've gotten used to. It could be, you know, a good gateway into reading. And it's also a great way to kind of uh, listen to a book while you're doing other things, whether it's driving, doing the dishes, or working out. All right, guys, I'll check you in tomorrow's episode. I'll see you then. Take care.